1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making for his back backpedal.
1: Hello, how are you, and welcome to The Glover's Cast with me, Ian Perkins,
0: and as ever, I am
1: joined by Mr. Ben Barrett.
0: Good morning, sir. How are you on this delightful Sunday morning? These I, are getting earlier, mate. I
1: know. I tell you what, I'm I'm really good. The weather is beautiful down here in sunny Somerset this, after, this morning, and um, yeah, the birds are singing. I was out in the garden for a lot of yesterday, sorting out me uh, getting the lawnmower back out again
0: lawnmower got a of dust off did it
1: yeah yeah well it's been nice. in, it's been in mothballs for the last however many months so uh yeah got it out and uh did a bit of work on the garden it's all been good the boy was out there with his excavator that he got for christmas digging up whatever he felt like
0: uh yeah all good all good nice don't tell the missus that the uh that the lawnmowers are back out she'll have me back out doing laps of the garden anytime soon as well not having that not yet anyway we spent the day outside well yesterday very, very nice. we planted some seeds. Yeah. Ollie's, Ollie's learning about seeds and plants and growing and all that at school, so we've planted some seeds. We've got some cress, got some chillies. Nice. On the way, yes. Hopefully they'll be they'll be coming up throughout the course of the summer. He's going to help me look after them. Carrots. That'll, that'll help with the Brexit shortages. Exactly. Fresh yeah. fruit and veggies at a premium. <laughs> so we will, yeah, we'll do it. And I'm not sure if you've, you're aware, mate, but Yeovil Town are really good at the football. Well, I've I've
1: witnessed it a couple of times this week, and it's been it's been a pretty busy week, hasn't it? You know, normally normally we'd have a midweek interlude, but you know, life got in the way on Thursday night, so I wasn't able to jump on a call with you. But there's been a lot going on, no less a statement from the chairman in the week. Um, lots to update with us. It was quite a long one. Um, bit of a Nod to the situation I'm in with the Glover's Trust. Um, what what what's your thoughts on the on the statement that came out this week?
0: It needed reading a few times. It's was lengthy, wasn't it? Yeah. War, <laughs> it? War and peace stuff. It firstly, was. It was long. Firstly, it was. Firstly, I think it's it's good. I think I I appreciate that Scott's an incredibly busy man, so trying to figure out times and, and positions to, to release these statements or to release Q and As or whatever it may be is difficult. And actually, I, I appreciate when Scott comes out and, and gives us updates. This is an incredibly crazy time. It's an incredibly important time. There's a lot going on. So the more the merrier when it comes to these little updates from Scott for me. There's a couple of things I want to sort of just pull out from it. First of all, it's just a nice way to start. It start by thanking the team at Jewish Park. And I think what we all need to remember, you, me and everybody, that we're still in a pandemic. There may be uh, lots of vaccinations going on. I've had my first. My asthma has bumped me up the list, so I've had my first. I've got uh, mine on Wednesday. Have you? Great news. Yeah. Cheers, asthma. Brilliant news. Um, So, there's a lot going on, but we are still in a pandemic. And, you know, whilst Chesterfield's midfield might be vaccinated, ours might not be. (laughs) Um, So, nice just to thank thank the the team, the staff, the guys that get the pitch ready, the guys that disinfect the footballs every time they go out of play, things like that that was nice a little nod to david mills as well i know you have you met david mills a few times ian uh no i
1: haven't actually No,
0: i have i have had the pleasure genuinely good bloke genuinely good bloke a big fan of david mills he's not had it all easy but every time i've had a conversation with him he's always been top-notch with me so he's uh left the club and it just gets a little nod and a thanks there so for me really yeah I'm, i will um back that up um he mentions how good things are going on the pitch and that's something we'll, we'll come on to. That's that's a really good, just a nice thing to have in these little updates. Um, explains the situation as to how uh, we looked at the end of season vote. Doesn't clearly say how we voted, but does say the line, it's always been his position that we should carry on, suggesting that he did vote for continuing and that March the 1st, today as you are listening to this or as it is released, um, Glovers fans, is a bit of a day where we will have clarity on the Sport England loan, which is being made available to clubs. Halifax have said they're taking it, they've sorted it, they're happy, they don't want to take it, they don't want to put debt on their club, but it is the best short-term solution, shall we say. So, sort of adding two and two together suggests that the Sport England loan in association with the DCMS is in a good position. Um, So, yeah, lots lots of good things from the um, from the statement from Scott so I I actually kind of appreciate it um a lot's been made obviously of the of the few paragraphs that were dedicated to the Glover's trust and I get that you now can't say anything um, and we've had you know we've had a couple of questions and we've had a couple of things that it's difficult for us to go into simply because I don't know Ian I refer back to the fact that I'm an idiot in this situation <laughs> and I was trying to think of a way in which I could sum up those, those paragraphs dedicated to the Glover's Trust or those paragraphs that just raised a few eyebrows. Here's, here's what I want to avoid. Here's what I want to avoid. I want to avoid being the child in a messy divorce where the Glover's Trust is one parent and the Scott and the club are another parent and they're both having a go at one another Mummy said this about Daddy. Daddy said this about Mummy. Daddy said Mummy's got no money, but Mummy said Daddy's got a new investor. And uh, uh, The only person that loses there is the kid. The only person that loses there is the supporter in this situation. So I have no qualms in saying that I believe both parties believe they have the best way of taking the club forward and believe they know their way is a soluble financially viable way forward i have no doubt with that whatsoever they're just different opinions so here's my call to arms whoever it needs to do it whoever however many supporters associations need to come together whatever it may be let's just let's just rein it in a little bit let's just have um a clear train of thought let's just for the sake of the kids for the sake of the kids let's just and you know what Let's not ruin what is a good thing on the pitch right now. I think I tweeted something along the lines of, I just want to enjoy the football. Can I just enjoy the football for one season, please? (laughs) That's all I want. So, yeah, a little bit of a sour taste at the end on just the way it was worded, maybe. I don't know. But let's bring it together. Let's move forward. Because actually, having these little updates and getting bits and pieces of important information is good. And we thank Scott Friesenow for that. So, Actually, there's a lot of good to come out of these statements, as much as there is that little bit of "oh, you didn't have to do that, you didn't have to say that." Let's let's bring it together, let's work together, and let's enjoy the football because, as I've mentioned, Ian, it's going quite nicely.
1: It is going extremely nicely. Isn't um,
0: it? it is, yeah, and uh,
1: just really nice to watch. I think before we talk about Weymouth, I just want to say what an enjoyable game yesterday was. There was loads of chances, and it was. You know, when you have those really bad National League games where, uh, you know, the quality is just not there at all. I thought yesterday's game against Dagenham was just a phenomenal showcasing of what National League can be. Chances at both ends, keepers like pulling worldies. Yeah, yeah, great, a great afternoon's watch despite only one goal. Um, Really enjoyed it. But let's talk the derby. Uh, another big win over Weymouth, a double over Weymouth, and you know the main headline coming out of that is Reese Murphy's hat trick. Um, the best striker in the league, as as you've been saying since you know the dawn since of time. Day
0: since day one, yeah. Uh, the the guy, the guy's ridiculous, isn't he? At the moment, um, we've had a question. We've had a question. We're gonna we're gonna fold it in now. Elliot Watts asked me, and it's kind of one that I want to put out then to you, as, Ian, as much as anyone else. But where do we put Reese Murphy now? Where do we put Reese Murphy? The exact question was, is he the best striker since Paddy Madden? And I don't think that's a particularly difficult question. I think yes, whether by a country mile. And I quite liked a couple of others. I didn't mind Alex Fisher. I thought Frank Zoko had his day, but Reese Murphy's a different, he's a different level. Um, but I think actually the question should develop as to where do we put Reese Murphy? That's fifty league appearances now, according to the good people at Soccer base, forty-nine starts, nine substitute appearances. That's now 25 goals. That's one in two. 50 appearances, one in two. Phil Jevons got one in two. He got 42 and 84. Is that where we're putting Reese Murphy now? So I'm opening that up. Ian, Ian, where are we putting Reese Murphy? Where are we putting him? Are we putting him up there with Jevon?
1: Well, I've, I, you know, we, we always love a goal scorer over the years. Over the years, we can probably count on one hand how many proper goal scorers we've had. Like, certainly since I've been watching, there was always... More Pat Patmore, then there was um, Stano liked to go and then obviously we moved into Phil Jevons and probably Paddy was the Paddy was the one that was ours um, after Phil Jevons. Of course we had Leon Best who was electric as well. Um, I mean for me, Murphy Murphy's probably well he scored more than Paddy he's played more than Paddy yeah. did for us so for me, he's definitely up there with Jevo, and I think the way he's playing at the moment. You mentioned uh, Alex Fisher and Francois Zoko. I never sensed the opposition feared those players. Maybe Zoko, when he was on his day, the way he would dribble the ball and somehow miraculously get through a defence and find a goal. Um, you know, he had some defenders on edge, but the way you see defenders almost panic when Murphy gets the ball at the moment is just a testament to the, the form he is in. And I thought he looked so confident with the ball at his feet. There was some lovely bits of footwork last night and um his touch pirouettes.
0: Yeah. On his the corner where he got his shot off. He got blocked for that I watched that and just thought, oh he's feeling it. He's feeling it. He's in the mood tonight. He's in the mood. It was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and I think you know, he doesn't have to score every game either. Uh, no. like and that yesterday proved that. But those goals against Weymouth, like that was the, um, for me that was the statement of intent for him for the rest of the season. He's like, I'm, I'm here now, and I'm going to get as many match balls as I can after tonight.
0: That's his third. That's his third for us. And just on a, a word on the hatchery, I was trying to look back. Actually, we had Phil Jevons got three in two thousand and four, and then at the start of two thousand and five, he got three: Oxford, Chester, and Bristol Rovers. Since then. Since 2005, Aaron Davis got one against Chesterfield and then we had to jump forward to 2011, Sean McDonald against Orient. Five years we had to wait then for 2016 when Jack Compton got one against Wimbledon. Remember that one? (laughs) Yeah. And since then, Duffus has got one in the 6-2 thrashing and Murphy's got three of them. So that ties Jevons on three hat-tricks for the club. One more and he'll kind of lead the hat-trick goal-scoring start, I think. Um, yeah, that's a weird little thing, but it is. And that's kind of another thing that kind of puts him up there. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 it's so natural now. We've talked before, and when he was not goal-scoring form, he was. we said we just need to go on instinct, just need to act naturally. That's exactly what he was doing yesterday. If you're a bit sad, like me, take a look at the YouTube clip with the highlights and stuff. And the goals, you've got his poacher goal, uh, the first one, where he's, it's a scramble in the box. He's not even looking at the goal. But he can twist, twiddle, and just bash it, and he, it's going in. The second goal, it's a poacher. Ruben Reed, how Ruben Reed hasn't scored, I have no idea. Worldy <laughs> save, but first to react, first to get half a half a yard, doesn't take him much more. Is Reese Murphy great instinct, and the third goal is really nice, and it's something he does better and better when he's in good form, and that's his off the ball work. He just drifts off the centre back. The fullback's gone wandering, so it just drifts, just has a little drift, just gives himself an extra yard. The ball's through is nice, and uh, there's only one outcome. There really, really is. Sometimes, sometimes doing very little will give you so much, and, and Reese Murphy is the perfect ex- exponent of that. Sometimes literally standing still when the ball's going towards the byline and someone's going to cross it and the defenders are all rushing back. Sometimes Murphy will just stand still, let the, run- let the defenders give him the yard. So when he's acting on instinct, when he's playing like this, when he's getting his link-up play, when he's when he's trying, when he's doing little pirouettes, when he's wanting to bend one in the far corner, we saw one of those against and we saw him nearly score a hat-trick with an absolute worldie into the top corner, but the um, goalkeeper pulls off his own worldie to tip it over. He could have scored six on the night. Um, he got three. He deserved three. He could have got more yesterday. This is a striker right now who is on the in the form of his... I mean, certainly of his career with us, I would imagine the best form of his career. Maybe at this level at Chelmsford, he was a goal-scoring fiend. At Dagenham, he got a few, but never to this level. Um, but yeah, this is um, this is this is some seriously good form, and he's out of contract.
1: Oh God,
0: I know. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not the youngest in the world. He's thirty. Good so,
1: for a striker, in my view. Great age.
0: He, great age for a striker but it might put a few clubs off um if it does wonderful but i mean (laughs) seriously now come on signing this guy up quick sharp please because i'm getting nervous already the season doesn't end for six months and i'm nervous um yeah best striker in the league by a mile don't at me don't want to hear anyone else's name because it ain't even close um
1: what do you think has what what's caused this turnaround because obviously the first half of the season or the first third i don't know where we are we're in the halfway point now aren't we so let's say the first quarter of the season um in and out of the side didn't look confident uh then obviously he was off for it was about a month wasn't it he was he was yeah. out of the picture um what's the change i mean I, you go i've i've got a view that sort of came up with a question we had yesterday but um, yeah
0: um, That's quite a tough quite a tough answer actually, obviously he he never got any kind of consistency either in terms of partner. Duffus was missing for a bit he was missing for a bit, we had Skendy we brought Quigley in and he feels to me like someone who benefits from knowing what's going on around him so now he's got a bit of consistency with our midfield and with our strike partners. He's got three to start with. He's got options off the bench. Um, that feels like it's possibly a key point. Um, yeah, obviously scored versus Wilson on the second game and we all looked like he was going to be flying. Here we go. This is it's the Reese Murphy that we know and love. And then just took his time to, to get the next one. Um, for me, I think it looks like consistency. I think he's a bit of a confidence player where when it's going well, it's just going well. <laughs> There's just not a lot more to it than that, um, but if you have a theory, I'd love to hear it.
1: Well, well, Coatsy asked yesterday. Um, uh, this is his question on Twitter. Shortly after his arrival, I asked for your thoughts on Ruben Reed versus Courtney Duffus, and Fairly, you said time would tell. Dagenham was Reed's tenth appearance in the latest spell for us. Would you say we're better off without him or better off with Duffus? So my answer to that is the form and our. Uh, you know our form since his arrival who would say we're better off with Ruben reed um that's the big picture and i think part of that reason is because of that partnership with reese murphy which you know it's only been the last few games where those two have been paired up but those are the games where murphy has come on and murphy has really showed what he is all about what he was about last year and you know, my view, uh, fairly or not, is that Ruben Reid, his experience, his hold-up play, his presence up front has allowed us to bring out the best in Reese Murphy at the moment.
0: Well, we said when, when Ruben Reid joined, A, that time would tell, but B, actually, we will judge Reid's Reed, performances on the performances of those around him, didn't we? We yeah. said that, with someone like Ruben Reed will bring the best out of Neufeld, out of Knowles, out of Skendi, etc. etc. And we've seen it. I mean, even a broken clock's right twice a day, but I think we got that one right. Um, in just saying that, that Ruben Reed is the sort of player that brings others into the game. Ruben Reed looks like a frustrated figure at the best of times. He's not having any luck scoring his own goals right now. But the team is playing well in attack, partly, maybe quite a lot of a part actually, because of the way Ruben Reed is linking play up, his back to goal work. We saw it against Weymouth. We saw it a little bit less yesterday. Don't think Reed was quite at the Weymouth level he was yesterday, but he wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination yesterday in what was a crazy, crazy game for a one 0 Um, yeah, so I I I will probably side with that. I think it's I think it's a bit of consistency. I think Reese Murphy knows what's coming now in terms of the type of um, support, in terms of the in terms of the type of um, service he's gonna be getting. And when all those things start clicking yeah this is a this is a great time to be in a team nothing.
1: yeah i think we also have a bit we we have a tactic i think we have a pattern of play and we have a way of playing whereas those first 10 games or so we didn't you know we chopped and changed formation we had to chop and change players we started slow or the second half we started bright you know we we never really committed to a style of play for whatever reason you know we couldn't carry out how we wanted to um yeah. so yeah I, I think you're right it's, it's you know he's is a consistency about the way we're set up now um which is really reaping the rewards across the pitch and, and another player who you know a few i don't know how many weeks ago we said how jimmy smith might have to drop back and man of the match yesterday great performance on Tuesday night as well, and you know he's the manager said he's keeping Charlie Lee out of the team at the moment, and I don't think we could have seen that, you know, however many weeks ago when Charlie Lee's pretty much other than Adam Smith, he was probably the first name on the team sheet. Um, what a player Jimmy Smith has become in that in that base of the diamond.
0: Are you saying that a broken clock is right three times? Well, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not here? gonna. I'm not gonna.
1: Not going to pat you on
0: the back too much, mate. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a team effort. We win together, we lose together. Um, yeah, he, that's exactly what he's done. And like you say, he's keeping he's keeping uh, Charlie out the side. He's also keeping us from having that bit of chop and change. It was Worthington one game; Diap had a couple of games there. Neither did particularly anything wrong, but it adds to the consistency that we don't have to ask Worthington to do it. We don't have to ask Kendy to do it. We have a player for that role now. Um, when uh, Wilco, uh, not Wilco, Dicko came off yesterday, first person to give the captain's armband to and actually I was looking around at the pitch thinking there's pretty much no one else that could have taken that, <laughs> <laughs> that captain's armband he's a leader, he's a leader he makes things tick, he is absolutely vital right now to the way we're playing Charlie, we've, we've, we've waxed lyrical over Charlie a thousand times over and we no doubt will do again a thousand times over but right now I would be disappointed if Charlie Lee got back in over Jimmy Smith for Tuesday against Barnet. I really, really would. As long as he's fit. Jimmy Smith keeps his position. He's playing well. He's doing the ugly things well. He's taking the um he did take a yellow card, didn't he? just to sort of break up a bit of play. He's taking the one for the team. He's he's making things tick. I've got a lot of time for it. I've got a lot of time for it indeed. Um, more of the same from Jimmy Smith because it just it just eases the pressure on the Inexperience behind him. We forget that Hunt and Sass Davis are about 12 years old and about 12 foot tall. And (laughs) we forget that we, we haven't got that massive amount of experience. So he adds to that which is something that maybe a Skendi wouldn't do in that position. Maybe a Diathena Worthington wouldn't do in the same way that Jimmy Smith does. He has that little bit of solidity in front of the back four but he also adds a leadership quality. And he's a classy, classy footballer who knows what his strikers want. Who knows what his attacking players want because he used to be one he knows where Skendy wants the ball he knows where Neufeld wants the ball where Knowles where Worthington where Reed, where Murphy needs the ball and now he's in a position to dictate that alongside others Jimmy Smith is right now as important as Rhys Murphy to this team
1: I was watching when I watched yesterday um at one point I you know just, he was always available and yeah. um can you remember when England played Italy? I think it was the World Cup. It must have been World Cup twenty fourteen.
0: Was that the one where Perlo tried to dink? Yeah, that's the dink. Yeah, the Joe one, Hart.
1: the one where Perlo ran the show.
0: Yeah, where he penankered Joe Hart because he said he was looking a bit cocky, so I wanted to bring him back down the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think
1: Jimmy Smith is our Andrea Perlo? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Somerset Perlow. Yeah, wow. Well, well. Um, there you go. There's your, there's your new. Like, there's your I,
1: new I, you know, he, there were moments where he's always free looking for the ball. He does the rough and tumble as well, but he also is a good passer of the ball. Um, he sees everything that's around. You know, I'm not saying he's Andrea Perlo, but. No, you've said it now. you said it. <laughs> there you, you go, Jimmy. It. I know you listen, Jimmy. You can have that one.
0: They all listen. They all <laughs> listen. We know. We hear the little drops in the in the in the interviews. We know they all listen. It's fine. Um I, I to, to bring it back from Italy versus England to Town. One thing we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, and maybe a broken clock is right four times a day, was that when we were poor, we were just giving away possession needlessly. It was bouncing back off our strikers, it was just being lumped forward. What Jimmy Smith allows us to do is during a moment or two of frustration of not quite getting a Uh, a number of opportunities It allows us just to reset whilst keeping the ball just give it back to Jimmy Smith and we can move it even if it's just a couple of passes a little triangle between the center back and the right back a little pass here a little pass there but suddenly you've just bought 30 seconds you've just reset your formation you've just thought right we can go again and then we can go forward and that's those little breakdown in play that we just weren't having we're just giving the ball away and inviting pressure well now we're not because Jimmy Smith is like you say, he's always available, he's always there, he's willing to take command, and that's been so important for that relentless nature. Against Weymouth, it was relentless at times. That first fifteen minutes was it was I text you saying when did Barcelona been green? <laughs> yeah, then what happened? And then we can see this. <laughs> first fifteen minutes and everything after the second fifteen minutes, it was relentless.
1: Yeah.
0: It was absolutely relentless. And yesterday was a 1,000 miles an hour. I mean, I, I assume with no relegation on the table, no one's just bothered the defender anymore. We'll do it last ditch. It makes more of a dramatic effect, but we'll stuff the defending in the middle of it. But again, whenever it was our our turn on the ball, our, our bit of possession, Smith made things happen and made things move again. So it's a, it's a running theme. It's a theme now that others are going to switch on to. So we need to be wary of that and the ability to maybe... Mix things up. We might not have those relentless spells of pressure anymore, but it means that we've got a bit of quality in the books when it does come our into our, our possession. And so, yeah, it's it's absolutely vital right now, and I I love it when Jimmy Smith is playing. I'd rather he was back in his number five shirt though. I'm not having a defensive midfielder in ten. <laughs> yeah, it made sense
1: but, last year. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, it's the
0: wrong way around. We've done it wrong way around two seasons in row with Jimmy Smith. I'll I'll let him off. I'm even close to letting him off his ridiculous shin pads, but not yet.
1: <laughs> he doesn't need the shin pads because no one gets near him.
0: He's an effective edge builder. He's punching <laughs> people. Yeah, but he needs it's like. Gym pads. He's Perlo. He is Perlo, you're right. Perlo doesn't wear big <laughs> shin pads, does he? No, probably
1: not. fair um, enough. The other player who really has stuck out for me, um, we we talked about him a couple of weeks ago and how we thought maybe he needed to be taken out of the spotlight a little bit, have a little bit of a rest. He was looking a bit leggy. Uh, and this was a, you know, we've been proved wrong on this one, despite the broken clock analogy. Um, Josh Neufeld just absolutely flying the last couple of games. As soon as he picks the ball up, I'm thinking, what's what's he going to do here? And, and just the way he carries the ball across the pitch, no matter how boggy it is at the moment, is it's just
0: really nice to watch? Not bad for a lazy fellow, is it? Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, lazy, 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 lazy. What was that all about? Lazy. Yeah. Well, let's. Oh, let's not, I mean, let's not go they, there. If they've got the fancy vests on with the with the data on, get, Come on, Sam. Let's have the data. Because so that, that that man, the one word that would no be anywhere near Josh Neufeld is lazy. I, I I didn't think he was at his absolute best yesterday at Dagenham, and he's still random ragged. Yeah, I thought his final ball was maybe a little bit hit and miss. There was a couple of crosses that went too far. A couple of times he sort of ran into bits of dead ends, but he was creative. And because of all the things that we've already talked about, his ability to link up with Reuben Reed, his ability to benefit from having someone like Jimmy Smith making plays happen, is that if it takes Josh Neufeld, fuck a number at thin air, four attacks to find the perfect cross or the perfect run or whatever, that's fine. Because now he's going to get 12 in a game, which means he can do it three times. Hmm. Previously, he was only getting three in a game, and if you're only getting three and you go in a one in four ratio, you might not get one. So he is someone that's really benefited from from a likes of a Smith, from a likes of a Reed around him, and he's so exciting to watch. We've said before, haven't we? How every time he gets the ball, it's edge of the seat. It's that's the moment where you sit forward and think, okay, here we go, we're going in. Tom Knowles, I thought, came on and did a little bit of the same yesterday, actually. Um, I hope Worthington's OK. Kind of missed in all of the excitement yesterday. But Worthington went off because he got a knock. Hopefully he's all right. Um, but Tom Knowles came on. Bit of a point to prove. Bit of a chip on the shoulder. We've heard from two um, press conferences now that he was just unlucky. That's all it was. He was just unlucky. We couldn't play 12 men. he have to play 11. So someone had to miss out. He comes on. He puts that shift in. He does exactly what Neufeld does on the other side. If you've been defending Josh Neufeld for 75 minutes and you look at the bench and Tom Knowles is coming on, you must. Your heart just must sink. Hmm. You just yeah. must absolutely sink because now you've got it coming from both sides. So yeah, credit to Neufeld, credit to Knowles. These are the players. These are the exciting players that I want playing for Yeovil Town right now because they they make things happen. They they create chances. They score goals. They create goals, and yeah, it's it's really nice right now. It is really really nice.
1: You talk about exciting and uh, Mister Knowles. There's nothing more exciting than a last-minute free kick. Oh. And uh, a wonderful goal. Um, really well, really well taken. So well struck. Um, and that really, uh, I don't know, just the icing on the cake. I stood up from my chair, was shouting around a bit. Um, I felt, that despite the game being relatively even, I felt we deserved it just because I'm, um, you know, green tinted. Oh, Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, should the keeper have done more?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> J- just am. We, we, we joke about his name being Tesco Meal Deal, which is a popular topic on this, um, on this, um, podcast. My brain had a freeze Um, <laughs> he, he had a wonderful game yesterday, as did Adam Smith, by the way. They both had really, really good games. And, um, my brain is absolutely fried. Yes, they both have really good games, but Tom Knowles he was so close to the edge of the penalty area. If he gets it up and over as the goalkeeper thinks he's trying to do, then quite frankly, you deserve it, mate, because he's so close to get that up and down is is tough, really really tough. He was always going to be going the side of the goalkeeper. Yeah. And the goalkeeper's first step, it's only a half a step, it's not even a big thing, but he does move to the right to his right, towards going behind the wall, thinking that Noles is going to try and go up and over or go under the wall, as sometimes they do. It was never going to happen. Um, it was absolutely never going to happen. And so, yeah, the keeper will be a tiny bit disappointed. He's had a great game. He's had a really great game as a keeper. But just in that moment, it was difficult to do. But how many times have we seen those three kicks over the past five or six years end up outside of the friggin' stadium? <laughs> so he's still got to put it in the net. He's still got to get it close enough to the corner so he's got to hit the side netting first to even stand himself a chance. Yeah. He does that
1: he and does some, really
0: nicely. With
1: some power as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. You've got to you've got to be the if you're going that side at any point, whether the keeper stands there or not, you've got to go powerful and you've got to get it spot on. He does both of those things, the keeper will look back at it and think, Oh, I've taken half a step the wrong way and it's just thrown my balance off. But you've got to put it where you've got to put it. He's picked his square on the netting and he's hit it and he's hit it hard. So yeah, great feeling. I was on air. For my employer at the time <laughs> and I, I i had the i had the stream on mute and i was having to be i wasn't doing a live commentary at the time but i was i was running down football scores because the other games were finishing yeah and so i was talking through championship scores league one league two scotland and europe and scores and and yeah i got a bit excited on air bit naughty of me but how many times <laughs> to score 90th minute winners
1: mm, mm, how many times it was um yeah, a really nice pleasing, like you say, just ham. Um, a bad sandwich, very good goalkeeper. In both games yeah. he's he's yeah. proven that he, he's a very, very good goalkeeper. Um and Adam Smith as well, like he he got you know, he caught a bit of flack um after the Hartlepool game for their first goal. Um, but we've sort of been pretty consistent on Adam Smith throughout this season. one, he's the only goalkeeper we've got. So, yep. we have, you know, he he has to play and he has to play well. But he's saved us a lot more points this season than he's cost us, I think it's fair to say. Um, and I just, I think he's crucial. And, and the manager was, you know, what, how did uh, Darren Soule describe him after the game? He called him crazy. was
0: yeah, a lunatic or something.
1: Lunatic, something like that, yeah. Um, which I get that edge from him, I think. And I think goalkeepers need to have that edge.
0: Yeah, um lunatic. It's got to but, be crazy to be a goalkeeper. I've done it enough times.
1: <laughs> but I, yeah, I think for him to catch any flak, I think it's been a bit unfair over the course of this season. Um, and he's another one who you'd, you know, sign him on, please.
0: Yeah, if it looks like his Forest Green um, tenure is coming to an end, I'd be more than happy to see him as our permanent goalkeeper next season. Um, he got a bit of a uh, flack for the Weymouth goal. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm not having that. I'm not having it. I'm not calling that for him. Um, it was a it was a, whisper it. Whisper it quietly because it's them. But it was a really good free kick. And having watched it back just before we started recording, there's three Weymouth players in yellow shirts that are in, in the line of the ball yeah. that's going to try and hit the back post. The goalkeeper has to almost guess, A, if any of the three are going to get in touch and whether that touch is going to be near post or back post. He has to wait and see... If it's the first, the second, or the third, and by the time it's upon him, because no defender has taken control of the situation, he's kind of stranded. He has to wait for the third person to either yes or no get a touch and then try and react by then it's on top of him by then it was too much i'm not gonna I'm not going throw Adam Smith under the bus for that one absolutely not um and yeah, yesterday he he proved his worth there was one there was one shot where I kind of had my heart in mouth where he saves it. Good save but he parries it right back out into the middle of the penalty area and that can fall anywhere. So we have to have a little bit of luck on those situations, but such is the form of our defence right now in Hunt and uh, Sass Davis, that they reacted quickest. They were on the ball to get the second ball clear. So he had one moment. I'll give him one moment, crikey. In a game like that, I'm surprised he hasn't had 10. So I I think I'm right in saying that both teams had double-figure shots on target. Double-figure shots on goal by the time they were either saved or blocked. I think we were up to about fifteen. I haven't got the stats. Terrible preparation for me. I think we had fifteen. I think they had thirteen or fourteen on goal, on target, blocked, defended, saved. Uh, they hit the uh, woodwork, didn't they? So, yeah, lots, lots of goalkeeper action yesterday. Both keepers get six out of seven for me for their performances. Yeah. How many did you say? Sorry. Six out of seven. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. Um... And obviously, Murphy was a a, a seven out of seven. On, hang on, on t-
0: Tuesday. Go on. I, hang on. I don't think there's I don't think you can give a seven out of seven. What? Even for a hat trick? Even for a hat trick? It is close, and there's no decimal points in the seven rating system. Okay. So if if there was, you you'd be knocking on 6.5s. But it's got to be absolutely perfect for a seven out of seven.
1: What's not perfect yeah. about a hat trick against Weymouth?
0: Well, because he had other chances. <laughs> Yet other chances. Wow. It's it's an amazing six out of seven. It's the best six out of seven with a little star for man of the match. But I'm I'm just holding off giving the seven out of seven. Okay. And and it was Waymouth. You're up against nobody. You're <laughs> up against the pub team.
1: Wow, the bar is high.
0: The bar is high for seven out of seven. In a ten out of ten. Have we
1: ever had a seven out of seven?
0: Um I'll come back to you on that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we have.
1: Seven out of seven performances. There we I'm go. not
0: sure that we have. I'm okay. not sure that we have. I'm not sure that we have. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe Ed Upson in the second leg semi-final.
1: What's the? Um, there's a newspaper in France that always gives really harsh match is, ratings.
0: Is it Lequipe, and they're threes out of ten?
1: Yeah, it might be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there's there's no such thing as a seven out of seven yet. Okay. I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. But you've got to be inch perfect for ninety solid minutes, and whilst he was magical. Not quite perfect. What? If he would put that curler in, into the top bins for a four, might have swayed me.
1: What would you have given uh, Carl Dickinson's performance at seven yesterday?
0: Yesterday, I think he was...
1: Don't, you don't right have to down... number it. Don't worry about w-
0: numbering <laughs> it. No, right down the middle, he was a four. Because um, I've seen better from him and I think towards the end he looked tired. I wasn't surprised to see him come off. I thought, Western on the right hand side was giving him a torrid time. We were up against we were up against wing backs, and that's never easy. We've struggled against wing backs in the past, and I thought our fullbacks dealt with it quite nicely, actually. Um, but he got he got turned a couple of times. Didn't do a lot wrong, which is why it's not anything less than a four. This is the perfect example of why we use the seven rating system, because you can be definitive about down the middle. He was a four, but that's fine. It's not a bad thing. You are on. It, it,
1: you are on that fence, my friend.
0: I am on the fence against <laughs> Weymouth. He was higher against Weymouth. He was a five and a six. Okay, so nothing wrong with it. He still starts. I thought Michael Kelly came on and did fine, but yeah, he just he looked a little bit leggy at the end. Like Curtis Weston had given him a, a tough afternoon.
1: He's a good player, isn't he, Curtis Weston?
0: He is a good player, and they brought on Belanta as well. And I thought, oh, I've seen this script. Yeah, I've seen this script. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: they do have some decent players. They invested a lot. You know, they brought a lot of players in at the start of this. You know, in 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 the summer. So. I think that they've got good players, but they've had injury problems as well. You know, last time we played them, two of their big strikers were um, out. You know, long-term injuries. So
0: yeah, uh, and they didn't play their new lad from Bath. No, didn't no. play. I don't know whether he wasn't signed in time and couldn't get couldn't get sort of the uh, the system through. But when I saw that signing, I kind of thought, oh, crikey, he's got some goals for Bath this season. Another one of the loan ups. Yeah, that we mentioned and we said might right. be an issue.
1: Another thing, this clock is broke. You know, this clock's right five times a maybe, day at the moment. Maybe the clock's not broken. Me- maybe
0: just maybe it's the batteries are running a bit low.
1: <laughs> yeah, well you said it? Who is it? Um, is it Halifax you've signed
0: up? Uh, yeah, Chorley have let a couple of their players go. Yeah, up up to the up to the Northern League. Kev Dawson, mate, come on. <laughs> Where are you? To be fair, I'm not sure Kev Dawson's getting in over Neufeld at the moment, to be completely honest. Well, yeah. I
1: think, well, I don't know. Is Kev more of a Jimmy Smith type player now? I don't know. Oh, you he know? might
0: be. He might be, yeah.
1: He might be. He started going through that centre midfield renaissance under Darren Way before he decided to yes to, to <laughs> jump off the sinking ship.
0: We've um, had a, a talking of players coming back, we've had a question, actually, Let's let's uh, from uh, Michael Hudson. Who said potentially Wilco and Collins could be fit next week and available. Are you dropping either of Sas Davis or Hunt? Are you dropping both to bring in Collins and Wilco? Or are you dropping neither?
1: I I'm not dropping anyone. No, I mean neither. Those two me look neither. those two two look so assured yeah. for me. I mean they're it's they like having two damn burns at the back, isn't it? They're so yeah you know great in the air and great with a ball at their feet as well um I'd be I feel like I'd be I don't know they've got Collins and Wilco obviously need match fitness and Wilco is well both of them are captains aren't they yeah. um yeah. but you know you don't change it for the sake of changing it when things are going well in my view you you keep it if one of them you know has a a shocker and the form drops off, then maybe you bring them back in. But for me, those two have been an absolute revelation and I wouldn't be looking at um, swapping them out at all. No,
0: I I completely agree. I think they've both been brilliant. I think it was alluded to that we're hoping that the loan for Sass Davis will be extended, in which if that's the case, we're back to having four genuine options at centre-back. Yeah, very, very good to see those two lads playing well. If I'm going to be super uber-duper mega critical i'd like to see them pose. i've never felt like they're going to get on the end of one of our corners
1: okay like they're both
0: they're both big lads and i'm i'm not seeing hunt and sas davis desperate to get on the end of our corners it's maybe not falling right maybe the runs aren't quite working for them but they're both they're both giants let's have a little bit more from them in our set piece play and they'll be they'll be right up there for me but that's that's massively that's massively critical at a time where we don't really need to be. But <laughs> I was thinking that yesterday when we were getting corners in these tight little moments. I thought it might just be a little bit of a, of a scrappy goal or something or an error that makes a mistake. And actually, we never, we never looked like it was definitely going to be Hunt or Sass Davis on the end of a corner. And that's, that's all I want to add to their game. But they're young. They'll learn that. They'll, they'll get used to it. And their main job is to defend and then sheets fine by me.
1: Maybe Skibo can show him a few tricks.
0: He, well, he, he he knew, didn't he? He was the master of it. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Come on, Skibbo. Have a word with these two lads. Get them on the end of a couple of corners because they deserve it. It would be great if these two end up seeing the season out, getting us towards the um, you know what, and scoring a couple of goals along the way. Dan Byrne did it. He got his Wembley goal.
1: Is that what we're calling them now, the you know what,
0: The the things that we're not that far away from.
1: How far away are we from the you-know-whats? Uh, five points. <laughs> You can't yeah, five points, but Maidenhead above us have played twenty one games. Altering them above them have played twenty six games. Can everyone just get on the same <laughs> on the same games played, please?
0: I think a lot of it has obviously got to do with Dover. Yeah. Yeah. Dover have played fifteen and and look like they're not playing anymore. Kings Lynn, is that them done now? Did they say they were gonna play these last two and then be done? Uh they
1: did, but I think they got a donation from, I mean, I don't know. How, they said they got a four-figure donation, so, I mean, that's not that might cover a game. I
0: don't know, really. Okay, so that, if that Thousand pounds
1: <laughs> um, Well, it could be. It could be yeah. £9,999 as well.
0: Yes, it's very true. So, <laughs> yeah, th- there is a bit of that. But, look, we're looking up. We're not looking over our shoulder. If the relegation line was still there, we're 12 points away from it. Yeah. And we've got to play one of the teams in there next. You've got to look up. You've got to look up. Have a crack at it. Because if if if, if we fall just short, if we finish eighth by a point, by a goal difference, we will look back on these next three months and go, oh, jeez, what a ride. <laughs> we will say we enjoyed it. Will we not? Will we not look back at the season, even if we fall short and go, Phew! we pushed that close. We did. Imagine, imagine going into the last game of the season with it on the line. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want is I want that drama. We love drama. So, and it... All we want is we want that. that, that Just keep that gliver alive for as long as we can and we'll enjoy it along the way. That's, that's all I want. But we now go to Tuesday and it ain't going to get any easier despite the fact that Weymouth are in, not Weymouth, Barnet <laughs> are in... Well, how do you describe Barnett's position at the moment? Well, I I, I mean... I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned.
1: From sort of the start of the season, they've just never got going, have they? No. Their last win was 16th February against Halifax, which, you know, looking at that, that was probably a cracking result for them. Since then, they've lost 2-0 to Woking, 5-1 at Kings Lynn, lost to Hartlepool last night on the telly. Before that win against... um, before the win against Halifax in February their last win was in the FA Cup against Burton Albion on the 8th of November
0: and their last win in the league was against Weymouth back on the 13th of October yeah I mean uh, you know this, it, is, the, this
1: thinking, is the team that beat us in the playoffs
0: I know and didn't we did we draw against them?
1: Ooh. how did we get against them
0: earlier on the season?
1: Good question. Have uh, we, have no, we, we
0: I don't know. Did we? Oh, no, that was the first. We haven't played them yet. I you? don't
1: think we've played them, no. This this will be the first time, because we were going to play them, and then it, you know, COVID, I think.
0: Oh, is that one of these?
1: Yeah. Because right. we, well, we were meant to play them in January, I think. I don't know if this is a rescheduled game from January, and our away game hasn't been, you know, hasn't come round yet. Do you know what I mean?
0: This is the away game.
1: Sorry. We're
0: the well, home game hasn't home come game back, right. yeah, yeah. back round yet. So, they I mean, conceded, and I, I, again, I couldn't believe this when I read this, 53 goals this season. That is staggering. It is. In 22 games. To put that into perspective, Notts County have played 21. They've conceded 15. That is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> that is absolutely Bonkers, you think we've had it bad? We've only conceded 36. Barnet are leaking goals for fun. Yeah, our home game, sorry, 27th of March. Um, so I was looking to try and see, or oh, you know, but they're at home, so that's got to be a bit of an advantage. They did beat Halifax at home, but that was only the third time in the last 10 games they've even scored since that win against Burton, they've only scored three times. Other than that win against Halifax, mm. all the rest have been nils. I mean,
1: I mean, yeah, you're, we're looking at this and our form versus their form. I know you can't, we can't take anything for granted, but you're looking at this and thinking if we don't get anything here, it's a, it's a, it's a bad thing. Oh yeah, yeah. they're there for and the it. taking, and I think the performances. I mean, I didn't watch the game against Hartleypool, but I, uh, I follow. Uh, B's pod, who I spoke to before the playoffs, and you know they've been largely critical of how they've been playing. I think Tim Flowers in the week after they played Kings Lynn. Um, I don't think they broadcast the interview, but they they put out the quotes of him saying the players were like he was defending like children, um, just really <laughs> really shocking. And he, you know, I don't know when he took over. He must have taken over fairly recently, but. Yeah, you know, he did all right with Solihull, didn't he, Tim Flowers? So,
0: well, at one point, I don't mind saying that I kind of thought he might be a bit of a, a bit of a yo a a yoga prospect. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I thought he did well. He he spent a lot of money. He's not everyone's cup of tea, I think. Um, but yeah, he kind of stood out uh, what he was doing. I think the concern for me was Leicester Hartlepool game. They conceded five against Kings Lynn. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, that wasn't good. That wasn't good at all, and. For me, what happens now is that Yeovil have got a different type of pressure. It's the expectancy now. The Weymouth game was a derby game. So that's where that comes from. You have to build upon your knowledge of derbies and whatever else it may be. The game yesterday was two fairly evenly matched sides that we talked about. Could go either way. And it was a game that did go either way. We should, should go to Barnet and batter them. <laughs> we should. We should. We should be completely honest. If the game's played on paper, we win 4-0. Game's not played on paper. Game's played on the football pitch with differing things going on. Um, And they've got Scott Loach in goal, who always plays well against us. Always plays well against us. Incredible goalkeeper for this level. Genuinely, I am a big Scott Loach fan. Um, He obviously had a few games for us, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he did. I think so, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a very good goalkeeper. but I remember going to, I think it was Knox County and possibly Hartley for going up against Scott Lopes and thinking, oh, this guy always does well against us. And he did in the playoffs. So, look, I don't think it's going to be easy. And I know that sounds very easy to say, but I'm not, the paper says we win 4-0. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure it's that. I'm not sure it's that pick-up. I really, really don't. Um I think I think we need to go there and try and get the win. We talked about twelve points from four, talked about nine points from three. We've got six from two. We have to keep this run going now thirty two points turns into thirty five points. Boren would have thirty five points, and they're in eight. <laughs> wow it, well, is, it is all
1: It is all to play for, and you know the campaign that we kicked off last week win them all um. Is yeah. is gathering momentum. I think, I think we need to capitalise each word on that hashtag when we use it, though, because I think Dave sent through a tweet yesterday. It said "win them all," and it looked like "wine them all." Okay. And then "win them all" looks like "win them all."
0: Well, it is win. Them. Okay. Win, yeah, yeah, yeah. Win, win win the win the mall. mall. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. If we don't win all the games of football. Maybe there's a competition to win a big mall in America, and we can maybe win that.
1: It's not the time to be getting into retail, is it? No, you're right, mate. You're not. You're not wrong. There. Not oh, the time at all.
0: Build a stadium on it. How about <laughs> have, have a franchise in the states and I'll it's into Miami?
1: Well, yeah, that, that's something. Maybe that's the maybe that's the long term plan. Who knows?
0: Maybe, maybe let's, uh, let's 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 take it into consideration. <laughs> I'm very aware that we've been waffling for an hour, Ian. Is it an hour? And it's not quite. Watched.
1: It's not quite an hour. We've been, been we, we were on the phone for a little bit before. But we have got homework. To do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can, you, um, can have I? Have you
0: got your homework?
1: No, I did it this... <laughs> talk about last ditch. I did it this morning, about half an hour before I came down to the garage in bed. I, I was like, oh, I better do a bit of quick Googling and wikipedia But I want to dedicate... I feel ded-
0: you're not taking this homeschooling seriously, yeah.
1: Mm, I feel I'm not too. <laughs> okay. Um, we need to do a shout-out, actually, before oh, we get yeah. on to the homework.
0: Do the shout-out.
1: Uh, a shout-out for Hannah Pipe, who has recently discovered the Glovers cast and is a big fan. So there you go, Hannah. You can thank your dad for that for that shout-out. Um,
0: Hannah.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Glad to hear you enjoy it.
0: If anyone else wants a shout-out for good people, Mother's Day is coming up. What a better present. <laughs> if your mum <laughs> listens to the Glovers cast, let us know. Let us know. We will do Mother's Day shout outs. There you Let go. Let us know. We've committed to Mothers m- are important. Don't forget your cards and your flowers, people, but shout outs they're free. When is Mother's
1: that. Day, Ben? Can you give us all a reminder? Or Soon a... <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well we will we'll, we'll come up with the exact date for you, or you can do that yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> good <Right.
1: laughs> Um, but yeah, Mother- Mother's Day shout-outs on the Glovers cast. It's new. It's uh, if anyone wants to sponsor that segment, Five Guys, Thatchers, yeah, um, yeah open to, open to it. Drop us an email or a DM. Uh, homework, yes. Homework. Okay, this was a good one. I mean, the fact that I managed to do it in five minutes wasn't that it means it probably yeah. wasn't that hard. In in a bit easy on it. Yeah, in retrospect. Um, Keeper, H-
0: hang on. H- have you got a bench?
1: Uh, I've gone for the classic conference days of having three on the bench because I I okay. found
0: three and thought I can't be bothered to do anymore. I I've, I've, I've got a full bench. Wow. And I've gone through Is my it bench. a
1: full bench of five or a full bench of seven?
0: A full bench of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh wow! Well done. Um, my bench then. So these players won't make my eleven: Alex McCarthy, Bevis McGarvey, Stephen Kinsley, Ryan Mason, Leon Best, Simon Church, and Kelly Uga who made his international <laughs> debut a mere three and a half months after playing 45 whole minutes for us.
1: Oh, it was largely down to that 45 minutes, I would imagine.
0: Well, I, yeah, that's why he's in the team. Okay. That's why he's in the team. I have genuinely tried, with my 11 to use players that I think got their international debut, in part, at least, because of their time with us. So okay. That's a bit of a reoccurring theme throughout the team. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Kick it off the so,
0: keeper, then, Les. Goalkeeper, I'm a huge fan of this guy. I cannot believe we ever signed him, and I cannot believe he was ever Portsmouth's third-choice goalkeeper. But he's gone on to do really good things. He is still the only former Oval player to win the Premier League. Asmir Begovic.
1: Yes, I've got Mister Begovic in too. Yeah, what a keeper! Yeah, came back twice, or came back once. We had him twice, didn't we, on loan? And yeah, sensational. Back in the days where all of our keepers were always lone goalkeepers. Till Merrick's step broke he them all.
0: The he was the best of a very good bunch. He was. There were some wonderful keepers in there.
1: Yes, there really were. There really were. Um, Your right back. Do you want me to go first on my right back?
0: Yeah. Is it a flat four?
1: It is a flat four. Very yeah, balanced, I if I say so myself.
0: Okay. Good. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a flat four for me. Right back.
1: Connor Roberts. Correct. Yours? Oh yeah, you said correct. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, centre backs I've got Mr Stephen Colker and Mr Shane Duffy
0: correct correct
1: Uh, and we're going to have different left backs here but my left back is Stephen Kingsley
0: Okay, my left back is Nathan Smith ah yes his Jamaica debut as a a, um, left back after playing with us on his original stint I believe
1: Hmm. Okay. and my midfield is 75% Welsh
0: correct <laughs> it is. You're right. I feel we're going down the same route here. Tom Lawrence. No. Whoa. Oh, not even in my squad. Goodness me. Okay. Mine's still seventy five percent Welsh.
1: Oh, well, how have you done this? Um <laughs> okay. okay, go go. Let's do yours then.
0: Okay, so my seventy five percent Welsh aspect. Aaron Davis right hand side. Okay, yeah. Um, Sean McDonald in the middle. He made his international debut at a time when he was basically only ever on loan with us. Yeah, he didn't and mind. I've asked if Gavin William Williams me a job in the middle. Yes. Um, because I can't not have Gavin Williams in my team at the moment. Yeah. Just because I think he has to play. And my left midfielder, based almost exclusively on a quote where he said he loved his time at Yeovil and all his loan spells and they really helped him become the player he is and his international experience as a result of it. Andrew Townsend. Well, really yeah. That many times for us. But when he goes out of his way to say Goval was a good place to go and play on loan and um, an international result because of it, you're in the team, mate.
1: Yeah, he was in mine as well. Um, but in hindsight, oh, I wish I'd done Aaron Davis and I could have had a... Not that I'm Welsh, but I could have had a 100% Welsh midfield there.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you've gone Sean Mack and Gav?
1: Yeah, in the middle and Andros Townsend on the left.
0: Okay, right, fine. And up front, I've gone Irish and Welsh.
1: So have I. Okay. But we've definitely gone different Irish. Okay. Because you've named yours on the bench.
0: Okay, who have you gone with? You've gone you got with Best up front?
1: I've gone Leon Best and Kiefer Moore.
0: You haven't gone Paddy Madden? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. No. Wow. I've gone Madden and Moore.
1: Well, There we I've go. That's why he,
0: got, he, he got his international call-up almost exclusively... Because of his form at Europe.
1: Yeah, he did. And I'm too busy thinking about Reese Murphy at the moment to think about Paddy Madden.
0: That's, that's, that's completely fair. I understand completely. <laughs> so, just to wrap up, Begovic, Roberts, Colker, Duffy, Nathan Smith, Davis, McDonald, Williams, Townsend, Madden and more. Very nice. Um, and, you, and to wrap yours up?
1: Yeah, yeah. Asmir Begovic, Conor Roberts, Stephen Colker, Shane Duffy, Stephen Kingsley. Tom Lawrence, Sean McDonald, Gavin Williams, Andos Townsend, Kiefer Moore, Leon Best, and on the bench, uh, Joel Grant, Bevis. Oh. Did you have Joel Grant on your bench? No, I didn't. I didn't. That's a good shot, that. Well, he got his call-up almost exclusively mm. playing for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Um And uh, I, I didn't actually research it, but I put Zoltan Stiber, because I assumed yep. he played for us when he was so young that yep. he hadn't had a full call-up, so well there we go fun was had any, by if, all have we got any
0: yes. if we've missed any let us know tweet us let us know have yeah. we got what sorry
1: I'm going to see if there's any uh, did we get any some people send them in almost the day of re- the day of release so I'm sure we had some suggestions come through
0: Is this one where someone got the apps out uh, yeah
1: probably need some holding we'll music here don't we oh it's too so long to go down Never mind. Oh, here we go. I've got one. I've got
0: one. A, it's what happens when you miss a podcast.
1: Chris Hockley, at Chris Hockley okay. on Twitter. Uh, and Goal. Stephen Kingsley, Shane Duffy, Stephen Coker, Bevis McGarvey, uh, Joel Grant, Ryan Hedges, Gavin Williams, oh, yeah. Zoltan Stiber. And he's gone for Kiefer Moore and Rory Fallon up front.
0: Oh, Rory Fallon, was had, he had to have played for New Zealand before us.
1: Well, this is verified by Wiki. According no, to, I'm not
0: having this. You're not. No, he I'm gonna, was definitely an international. He was definitely an international before joining us. I'm going to look it up, mate. Yeah, I'm going to beat you to
1: it. No, you're not. He played for Yeovil Town in 2005 on loan, and his first cap oh. for New Zealand was in
0: 2009. Oh wow, I like that. You're thinking. Appreciate
1: you were thinking of his second spell, weren't you? I
0: was thinking of the second spell when he was actually our player. I forgot about the loan, didn't I? Yeah. That is good. Appreciate the research, by the way. Appreciate the effort. Like it, big fan.
1: Turns out a broken clock can be wrong. It is it is
0: broken. <laughs> have you got any more homework to set? Because I've got a cracker that I'm happy to say, but if you've got one, we'll go with it.
1: I have not had time to think about this homework, let alone more homework. So you you take the lead, my friend.
0: Right, listening, kids, sitting down.
1: I've got, if I've you got write... a pen and a notepad, sorry.
0: Right, can you write down the words Town FC, please? Y-E-O-V-I-L-T-O-W-N-F-C. You'll notice there is 12 letters in that, <laughs> but the O is duplicated. So there are 11 individual letters in Town FC. <laughs> I want an 11 where you use the... The letters for the first name of the player's surname. Kelly yuga might get a call up. Wow, you just so <laughs> okay. Eleven players: a Y, an E, an O, a V, an I, an L, a T, a W, an N, an F, and a C. Any formation you like. Go back as far as you want to go back. I don't care how far you go back. But this is my. What should we call this? The YTFC. What's it called? <laughs> it's not. It's not alliteration, is it? What's it called? It's not alliteration. Um... A palindrome. Is it a palindrome? I
1: don't know. We'll have to Google it, and then we'll we'll, we'll clarify on on Twitter for you, everyone.
0: Palindrome. Is it a palindrome? I'm not a I mean, at, at
1: this point, it's ten AM on a Sunday, and I'm yeah, I'm, my no, brain's it's not, still no, it's not, it's not a palindrome.
0: It's not a palindrome. I've no idea what it is, but yes, someone I'm, will on Twitter us. using each of the words, each of the letters from Yeovil Town FC, but you only need one of.
1: And it's the surname begins. Surname, with yes. The so letter. Kelly
0: Yuga can be your wife. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a good Liga. one. That is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. So that's your homework. You've got. What should we say? Should we say one week, or do you want to come back on Thursday with it?
1: Let's do Sun. Let's do. You, you got a week. You got a week okay. on this one. Let's It'll do Sunday on to
0: Sunday. Okay. Brilliant.
1: Fine. Good stuff. Right. I think that's it, mate. I think I we've. Think that is
0: it. We have covered everything. We we've have. Done really well there was there. a lot we've to cover. Everything got a lot in there. Let's hope we're talking come Thursday about another win away at Barnsley. Let's hope we're talking about that 4-0. Let's hope we're talking about having the loan secured and, and that the season is going to continue as is. Let's hope we're talking about more positivity because it's great fun to talk about positivity. It's great fun to talk about that stuff. Um, I'm loving it. Again, we have had a few more sort of texts and tweets and things saying nice things about us this past week, just saying, you know, cheers for doing what you're doing. You're keeping my, my brain normal whilst I'm out on a walk or I'm doing a run or I'm that twiddling away, firing off a thousand emails, whilst I'm working from home. So I got a... do appreciate uh, the pub, the Glovers cast. I appreciate you because we do it for free. For now, we aren't sponsored by Thatchers. Get in touch if you want to. Um, <laughs> but we do it because we've and love it, and we get our times in at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning to bring you these podcasts.
1: We do, and I got a text from Coatesy saying he was disappointed on Friday that he didn't have anything to listen to on his walk. I think well, he thinks there's only one podcast, and it's about Yeovil Town
0: let's not tell them otherwise okay <laughs> let's not tell them otherwise fine so yes if you do if you do appreciate it great spread the word give it to your mates if you've got a mate who's maybe not feeling great have you checked out these two idiots who talk about your town um yeah we, we we do appreciate it we try and be fair and balanced and have a bit of fun and it's enjoyable when we're beating everybody it is
1: usually <laughs> listen to the first half of that, uh, the season guys <laughs>
0: Hey, if, yeah, you're listener, if you're a new it's
1: listener, if you're a new
0: listener... Just start, in, start for 2021 and it's brilliant. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you very much for your time, Ben. appreciate no, thank it, you, as man. always. Thank you. And we will talk later this week after we smash Barnet 5-0. And
0: with a quick turn, skipper Alex Docks slams it in. There's
1: Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal.
0: Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start! Manner, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot.